Hey, welcome back to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. Today, I am talking to my new friend, Lucy, and we are going to go in on everything about masculine and feminine energy and what it means to really embrace the feminine power you have. So Lucy is an intuitive business coach that is currently expanding her abilities and she's a photographer and a personal brand designer. But what she likes to do is really lead with pleasure as a mentor for visionary women who are ready to reclaim their power. Lucy is super passionate about reminding women of their power to build generations of wealth by being their most authentic selves. And she really has this awesome way of bringing women together in a deep understanding that together we can connect with our deeply rooted purpose. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, every week I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. All right, we are here for another episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast, and today my guest Lucy is actually coming from overseas, the first guest I've had who isn't here in the U.S., but I'm really excited for this conversation. Um, We're going to talk all about feminine, masculine energy and how that plays into leadership and the whole duality behind it. But Lucy, thank you so much for joining today. Thank you so much for having me today. So why don't, before we get started, you tell me and tell the listeners a little bit more about you and how you got to this place. Mm, oh my goodness. Do you have three hours that we say that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we have about 20 minutes. <laughs> Definitely. No, I'm just joking. Um, I am an intuitive business coach and a psychic. And I when I did not start like that. So I started in corporate and realizing that something was off and everything. So I actually started my business being a photographer. And what really leads me to where I am today is actually um, I got attacked in a car park a few years ago, which got me so frightened of my own power. So I actually went to therapy and kind of healed my, really realized what was all about, what it was all about. And that was my first step to my awakening. And again, this word was not in my mouth when this started. So I just want to be sure, just say like, it's not like a word that comes to your mind, just like, ta-da. No, it's 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 a process, but the what really came to it is the I realized that I could change my I could change everything of my life that did not serve me anymore. I could change everything that felt off from within, which was it's since I've done that I've never been feeling so much happy, so happy in my life. So you 
you really focused after that horrifying incident, you, you focused on the inner work. Yeah. And I know a lot of people uh, think that, you know, doing this, this inner work, this spiritual stuff is kind of woo woo. And I say this because I used to be one of them, <laughs> but me working too. on me too. <laughs> can you explain how working on you and your mindset can actually change the physical things in your life? Mm, that's a great question. I I was actually going to write an article about that, about mindset. Mindset is the first step for your inner work. Uh, you need to understand, um, I was going to use a French word, but it's just kind of the wheel, how it, everything go, gets cl- clipping together so you can actually see the big picture. And I would like just to backtrack what you were saying about um, I was like very non-woo-woo. I was, I, was, I was raised in a very rational, pragmatic, uh, like when I was younger. So there was no religion or anything like that. So I was actually atheist. So I did not believe in it. I was brought into not believing anything. So that's my own journey. Where I am now, it's me make, doing the work. Um, but, um, and I don't fully consider myself woo-woo anyway, but <laughs> I do have my little things that I love for, my, for myself, but not because they mean something uh, in the spiritual world. But to come back to you in, to me, mindset is the first key to actually jump, uh, jump, um, jump into your next level of, um, of, of yourself, basically. So in, the, in terms of like your inner work and your awakening and there is, like it's not level, but there is ascensions and revolution. You're shedding part of your whole self. And this is the mindset. It's really, it's actually something that is important to know. Though there is another layer that it's kind of like, you know, when you actually have mastered mindset, you're actually realizing that you could have the most brilliant mindset but nothing, might, things might not align correctly, might not be showing up. You're just, I'm doing the work, I'm doing the, I'm thinking like, you know, positively and all of those things and it's not aligning. And it's actually, there is another layer, it's called the energetic. So everything is energy in life. So everything, we don't see it. That's kind of a bit, that's reason like sometimes we kind of like, um, we say it's a bit woo-woo. Everything is energy. We are made of energy. We are made of atoms, and you know, with the, it's a lot of, of emptiness within us, in every le- like all, all a very in the cellular level. And we have when we have the mindset knocked in, the energetic is the next level of your your understanding that everything like your mindset helps having a great energe- energy and the energetics around that. But the frequency of your body. You could have a beautiful thought, but if the, if your body does not resonate the same level, you're not going to be attracting what you really desire. Hmm. I love that. And I think that's a really good segue into where I kind of want to focus this conversation today. And you know, obviously, this is a leadership podcast. We talk about all different leadership topics and how people got to their leadership positions and what worked for them. Um, but one of the things that I have noticed now being a leader myself, working with clients, uh, being in the military, is that there is this, and you can correct me if this is just like a uniquely US thing, (laughs) but there is this, almost this, this myth around leadership that in order to be a good leader and in order to be 
the the best leader you can be, you have to take on this masculine image and this masculine energy. Mm. And well, before I give you my take, let's hear your take on it. I'm going to uh, to answer you. The first part of your question is it's everywhere. Uh, this mostly for women, most like you know, men. It's a bit um, another another story, but for women, they feel like it's really coming back to the 70s with the independent women. Uh, you know, everything is like I can do it all on my own. I'm like I'm a power. I'm a powerhouse. I'm a I'm I'm super woman. And she's like I. So you needed to be that person. You need to be. You needed to be in your masculine because it, it was involving a lot of doing. You had to do it all. So you had to be like, you know, dressing up as a, like in, in the leadership position, you had to be in that kind of look and feel of like, I am not a, ma- a woman, I'm a, ma- I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a woman and at the same time, I'm acting like a man. So to answer your question is, it's actually in, and I come back to, I always will come back to me because even not so long ago, I had a huge wound around leadership. Because for me, leadership was I never applied to high leadership skills, even though I had the skills. Because to me, leadership was stepping on someone t- on someone's toes. It, it means micromanaging people. It meant so many like things that felt like so. My body was like, no, I can't do this. I can't be that kind of person. And it actually came along in 2018 I 2019 I met an amazing mentor of mine is in the 70s he's a man as well uh, and he's actually told us about wholehearted leadership and this is something he actually integrate into Fortune 500's CEOs and he works with them with men and the thing is what he actually was saying there is different acts of courage to embody the beautiful leadership that you are meant to be and for women, there is two ones that I feel like I've seen a lot. It feels like very challenging for it's the courage to confront and the courage to be confronted, which means when you are a leader, you kind of, you know, the like this is kind of an icky subject. So you go, you overpower it. And you don't come with your assets of like, as women, we, we are designed to be nurturers. We're designed to be carers. We're designed to be like having that aspect of like, I am dealing with a human a human person instead of like, I'm, I'm dealing with someone, like something that's going to do something for me. Mm. So let's talk real quick um, about what is like masculine energy and leadership versus what is feminine energy and leadership. And maybe I should have started with this question because it, <laughs> It could be that somebody listening might not know. They're like, oh, well, what do you mean? Like I wear skirts, so Mm. I'm in feminine energy. But that's also not necessarily true. So can you tell us what is – what the energies around each of those is? Of course, I'm going to just strip off from leadership right now because that's the feminine and and masculine energy is everywhere, is anything that we do. And – um, there's something that comes to mind is the hustle mentality. That's very masculine. Um, it's just like being in the hustle mode is doing. It's the pushing yourself above your limits, even too far from it. And actually, this will lead to burnout because we're not designed to be. It's not sustainable to be always doing. And mm-hmm. being in the fem in the feminine is more contemplation, rest, 
the, the being. And the thing is, when we actually integrate that into the leadership role, when we actually aware of that, there is two, there's two ways, not two ways, there is two energies, they are actually complementary because we need both. You know, if you only in your feminine, it's just like, I'm lying on my couch and I'm not doing anything. You know, let's be honest, nothing much will be done. But the thing is, you can actually realize that when you're, you are called to be switching off, you're switching off. I'm working with a lot with business owners. So it's even, it's a bit more easier when you are not in corporate to integrate that because it's just like, you are a ma- you're the master of your own time. When you are in corporate, you can integrate that in different uh, ways of like, stopping like you know i'm just is the word that comes to mind is like um me being more being more aware that you're dealing with other people you are more aware that you all the people have i also have their own days and everything so you know instead of like having um where are you at you know it's kind of like shifting the perspective of like i expect that to be done by x time what do you what what is it? How can we, do you feel that's something that you can achieve in kind of like giving back the power to the person you're working with them instead of like pushing and forcing them into a certain, um, a certain container. So I really like that, that, uh, analogy that you use there because you're right. We, we do have both. We do have to embody both. Um, and it's not that, I wouldn't say things wouldn't get done if we just embrace our feminine feminine energy all the time, but things won't move perhaps quite as quickly. Mm. Um, what I found, and this is from my experience in the military, right, is that if I – and this was very early on in my career before I learned how to balance – if I was my feminine self – in my military career early on, I found that people didn't take me seriously. Mm. So I really like shoulders back physically embodied that masculine energy. And I got very snippy Mm -hmm. with people. Um, And it got the job done. I was very effective. Yeah. But I felt icky. Mm-hmm. like that's the best word I can it's think the of words, definitely yeah I just felt I felt icky and I had this like pit in my stomach that was like this this can't be this can't be what this is meant to be like this is exhausting yeah definitely so how do we how do you balance I guess is, is the question. It's a great question. First of all, there's a lot of trial and error for me. <laughs> I I've, like to me that I have two things that comes to mind. First of all, like let's be honest, we cannot balance. We can only be in harmony and being at ease with whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Also, when you incorporate, um, it's actually something that it's not from me. It's from my mentor. I said earlier, Dusty Staub, and he was saying that. Either you come and you um, you can change, like you can like implement little tweaks within you and in your team, or you leave. There is like you know there is there is um, you know let's say in the military is very strict. So there is even though if you wanted to change a lot of things, they're going to make you put you back into their containers. Like it has to be like snippy. It has to be like that, which is the military. And the thing is. 
like I've been talking to another another um, a former military, and she was saying that this is actually what happened to her as well. Like that kind of like very structured. And when she actually left the military, everything got so unstructured because she was she gave away her power. She gave away all her power of decision because there was a rule book. And when you actually the rule book is taken away from you, you're like, oh my god, what what I should do? And the thing is. What I'm always inviting my clients, and I always say that, is like you are the owner of your master keys. You own within you the tr- your own truth. And to me, it's like really, but like in the mood, we would say it's like really tapping into your intuition, to your gut feeling, that little voice that it's very, 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 very usually when you go from uh, not like, you know, you're not in, you're starting your spiritual, um, spiritual awakening, spirituality awakening, um, you this voice is so low, so you can't, you don't hear it. And the thing is, the ego comes over, over it and it overrules everything. And it's you to actually come and ask those questions that are, could be a yes or no answer. And it, like, listen to the split second of the first thing you heard before the ego comes. It's like, it's usually like you hear something and there is something over it and just kind, kind of like come and slap. Listen to that soothed voice, that certain voice, but it's it does not shout. It's just like it's constant. And this is where you actually learn to be more you and embodying this, the your own version of leadership because you're listening to you first and foremost. Mm. I, I I can personally really appreciate that. And it was I mean, like I said, it's it's a lot of trial and error. And a lot of switching back and forth and figuring out like what parts of me mm. need to come out in this situation. And it's not a who do I need to be. Mm. The answer to who I need to be is always me. 100%. Yeah. The answer is always me. And again, it took me a long time <laughs> to figure that out because I thought that I had to be someone else. No, I just mm. have to embrace different parts of me and acknowledge that there are different parts of me. Yeah. And go ahead. Sorry. My apologies to drop you. Something just came up and I, I have, um, I have a friend that is in corporate. So she's a very in the high level corporate. So, and she was like, actually, I'm so like, she was saying that to me that there are all the tools that she got from her own work inner work has been helping a lot in within her company with her team. And even she was like, she is so caring with the people she works with that other people from other team comes to her because they have problems and they don't feel listened to the thing is is as leader we have to integrate the listening more and for for and foremost if you incorporate that's the big thing in leadership because when people feel heard and seen they would they will move the world for you but if you actually kind of like you have to do it People are just going to one day leave or they're going to resent you and you're going to have a hard time. Even the energy is going to be like, you know, you're going to go on the meeting with them and you're like, oh my God, you are going to have that pit on your heart, on your stomach. You don't want to be there. Instead of like, if you come and you have that very, I'm talking to a person and I'm talking to kind of, even though they're not like your close friend, but you're talking to a friend, this relationship shifts so much and actually going to be, it's going to be empowering them and it's going to empower you as well. And both you'll be in your own power, which is a beautiful thing when that happens. Mm-hmm. And I, I find it really interesting that you bring up 
listening in in leadership because I was reading a study that said, you know, if when leaders rate themselves on like, oh, these are my skills, you know, I'm I'm really good at this and I'm really good at that and I'm okay at this, listening is the most frequently overrated thing. So like if you're if you're ask a bunch of leaders like are you are you a good listener they're all going to go yeah I'm a really good listener and then if you ask the people that they're leading the mm. answer is going to be completely different people think that they listen so much better mm. than they do and being able to listen and channel that feminine energy when you're doing it so that you're actually listening and not just hearing yeah make or break an entire team a hundred percent and and it's actually you know they are easy questions to be really into active listening you know like you like sometimes you'll be listening but the thing is they also leads to questions if you have those questions that are open questions that are just like how do you feel about that what do you like what would you would you add anything to it it's like listening is also asking for input because you're listening and you are like the person might come to you and you're going, they're going to show the most amazing idea. Like, I haven't thought of this. This is an insane. It's beautiful. The thing is, if we actually come and just, you need to do that, we actually cutting 80, 90% of the person you're in front of you that have also a beautiful world, have also beautiful ideas. And you're not honoring that person, which is actually defeat the purpose of working with them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, sometimes there is, an end state that needs to be achieved. But I always view it as my job as a leader to come in and say, okay, you know, here's, here's where we need to get period. Yeah. You figure out how to get there. (laughs) Mm, Exactly. And again, you know, like it's all about like seeding that they are in power, even though they have you are giving them instruction because you do need, there is a project to be done, but you are also in Paris is like, and I trust you to get me a halfway checkup. Mm-hmm. Instead of me coming and checking on you, I'm expecting by eggs, like between this day, like, you know, it doesn't have to be, you have to send me an email at 10 a.m. No, it's like, like we, it's a seven, it's a 10 day project and I'm expecting you by the fifth day fifth or sixth day to actually come to me and say to me where are you at do we like can we like sometime project can be extended one you know a few few days sometimes they don't it's like can we get someone on board with you helping you like how can we make the timeline happen even Mm -hmm. in like not like pushing yourself too hard instead of like maybe someone in the team has the skills that is missing that actually can even maybe make the project go faster, you know? So it's, it's important to, to have, to have the listening skills and the, like um, asking people to just come to me and tell me where you are stuck. Because usually that's the other thing about business, like business or incorporate as well. It's like people will avoid coming to their manager, coming to the, to the leadership. They say like, it's not working they're going to wait till the next day and say it's not working and you're like you know we waited five like we lost five days a month whatever instead of like i'm coming halfway there is where are the strength of this project where's the weak the weak points and if Mm -hmm. the person comes like that you can respond you can respond instead of reacting at the end of like oh my god you know (laughs) so different or 
Or worse yet, if your people know that you're not a good listener and that you just expect the results, they might not even come to you at all. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to completely like, how's the project going? Oh, it's going great. (laughs) Fine. Everything's great. Meanwhile, they're sitting there going, oh crap, I'm never going to finish this. I don't know what I'm doing. I need more resources and I'm afraid to tell her. It's the worst. It's mad. Yeah, it's mad. And the thing is, I know I've seen, like, I've been in corporate for a while. Like, you know, I used to be in corporate and I, I seen the good managers and I seen the one that were like, I was like, yeah, it's not working, you know. And again, when you are actually a good listener, you are like dealing with people instead of tasks. Even if you are not doing the thing as like, you know, if I were to call to my manager and ask him something and he was not doing it straight away, I was okay with it because I was like, yeah, but at the same time, when I like when if it was really urgent, it will get do it will get to it. If it actually takes you two two more days, I'm okay. But the thing is for the rest, it's there, you know. So it's like also when you are coming like that, you actually can it's go- I'm going to say the word slack, even though it's like it's very pedro, like it has a huge stigma around that. But it's like you can, you have a leeway. You have a lot of leeway in both ways in in your in the leadership position and the person you're leading as well. So, mm-hmm. so we really shifted this conversation to listening. Is that what you would say, like the most important part of, you know, your feminine energy is? I I will be fully transparent in the corporate there is a lot of things in in the full like the full embodiment of the feminine energy can be very challenging moreover when you are not in the top of the of the pile um you know on the top of the person that can make the changes the only thing that you can do at your level is when you are in the feminine, yes, the listening, but the caring, the, like really, like for me, it's like listening and telling you are and not remembering that you are dealing with people. And also in the terms of if you actually see what is like, you know, the feminine side, a, fem- a, a woman can make babies. So we are life force. We are creating life force. So if we actually go into that, into that idea, we are nurturing other people we are making we we don't want we want them to thrive and if we come like that we're just like they're not just task maker they are people that you want to make grow you might you actually wish for them to have a new job you need and this is like beautiful like listening and nurturing your your people they are actually never going to leave you because they're like i'm really good where i am you know it's very like mm-hmm. that's is the feminine energy because if you are into in the strong masculine of the doing has to be done don't listening snap like snappy and everything that will actually people are just like i'm doing this job because it pays well but one day i find another job i'm gone and I, i'm sure you have like you've seen studies of like people don't usually might change work for another another job that pays less mm-hmm. if the company treats them well yep treats them as people and not like as a number of like this needs to be done today thanks zero zero two kind of thing it's just no it's just like dealing with it and again it comes like it's very simple it's like asking those questions going in deep into it and then like you know that being oh sorry the word that was coming to me right now is be vulnerable 
And in the in the workspace, mm-hmm. it's very challenging because it feels like, oh, but like being vulnerable is being truthful. It's just coming and just like there is my the current challenges I'm going I'm going through. And as a manager, it's like in the team, this is the kind of ma- the, the things we're going through. And I, I want your input. I want to work with you. And that's in that sense as well. So, yeah. That's so beautiful. And it's, it's such a beautiful dance to mm. figure out what works for you and what works in your organization. And I really hope that that this conversation around how to do that dance blesses yeah. someone today. <laughs> so Lucy, thank you so much for joining me. I, I really appreciated having you on. Now, um, there is a significant time difference, obviously, between you and me here. But if somebody wants to get a hold of you, learn more, reach out, get more details, where can they find you? Um, you can find me. I'm most active on Instagram. So if you want to find me, you can go to on Instagram. My handle is Divinely Lucy. And my, my for, you're probably going to see in the show notes anyway, but it's IE, my, my last, my first name is IE at the end. And you can also go on my website, lucyal.com. And yeah, I can, I'm looking forward to meeting all of you. All right. Thanks so much. You have a great night. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.